Okay. All right. Back with another episode of Bigfoot Revival. I am your co-host, the Sasquatch. <laughs> the Sasquatch. The Sasquatch. <laughs> and joining me, per normal, is the man, the myth, the legend, the Yeti. Whoop, whoop. All right, guys. So, um, should ask you this question ahead of time, but I did not. Mm. Should have learned from last week, but I did not. <laughs> Shoulda, coulda, woulda. <laughs> we got any new followers? No. Okay. Uh, tighten up, guys. Invite your friends. Invite your friends to two things, church and Bigfoot Revival. <laughs> hey, those are two things I can get behind right uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our topic today, we're going to go ahead and just jump into this thing. Whole hog. And, and, and the, the thing is, we have a basic understanding of what we're going to talk about, but we're really just going to kind of walk through it together and, and, and hopefully get a lot of comments and, and, and things back from y'all. Um, you can join us not live, but you can, uh, once we post this and you listen to it, you can comment if you have any suggestions about, um, what you think we're wrong. If you think we're right. In fact, we, um, we're going to have a podcast drop. It's, it'll be a bonus podcast. A little bit later, um, later this week or early next week, One somewhere in between podcast, uh, where we're going to drop um, a bonus episode um, where we have uh, Mr. Gus, who um, wanted to talk to us about. Uh, actually, he was he was commenting in the thing, and he was like, "Hey, uh, what about this? What about that?" And so we said, "You know, it might be easier if we talk to you on the podcast." Speaking of, what was the thing in which he was commenting in? Um, oh, about bringing glory to God in everything that we do. Our Is, group. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. That would have been the uh, Bigfoot Revival Pack Pack Cave. Yeah. Pack Cave. So we're a pack of big feet hanging out in this cave. I say it now, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. But <laughs> at the time, you know, it made perfect sense. So we're a pack of big feet hanging out in a cave. Uh, you've heard of a man cave. We're the Bigfoot Cave. There you go. So. Uh, join us there, add to the conversation. Uh, we want to have conversations with you. We want to have more bonus material, and so this is a good way to get that. Um, you got a topic you want us to talk about? You got anything like that? Just holler at us. You can also message us on Facebook at Bigfoot Revival. Um, you can get up with us on BigfootRevival.com. Yep. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of ways to get up with us. Get up with us on Facebook uh, would be the primary way. Uh, because that's where the cave is, that's where Messenger is, and that's where just we make posts and everything. Yeah, it's just convenient, and we're wanting to break down that barrier and just to have more of a connection with our listeners. So hit us up. So this week, um, we kind of were looking at some things going on in the world. Uh, uh, there's a Southern Baptist Convention. Some stuff was happening there. There's the, the just the, the general world and what we live in the the systems in which we have to manipulate oh, manipulate the systems in which we have to uh uh be a part of because God has placed us here um and we we notice that a lot of this stuff can look hopeless yeah can look really hopeless can look really bleak and we've had conversations about hope before and how we have our hope in Christ mm-hmm. not in the systems around us right um our hope is in Jesus that's right We've had conversations about not being discouraged because of our hope being in, 
in Jesus. Um, have we had a conversation about confidence in Christ? Mm, I don't sure. think so, Dad. We may have just come up with a new podcast idea. But ultimately what we want to talk about today is living in such a way. It goes back to kind of what we talked about last week. For everything that we do, bringing glory to God. And and this week, we, we just kind of wanted to talk about how we as Christians, the world's not going to change because you're a good Christian boy and girl. Mm. The world's not going to change because you're a good Christian boy and girl. You showing up to Sunday on, I mean, you so, showing up to church on Sunday is a good and wonderful thing. But why are you doing it? Are you checking off a box? If you're checking off a box, your attitude and mentality is not one that's going to be world-changing. You are not being salt and light. You're just going through the rhythms at that at that point. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, are you showing up to church because they have a good children's program? Or are you showing up to church because you're, you're hungry for God? Right? And yeah, church yeah. is one of the places in which we... We we come together to worship, but we also study His Word. We 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 are edified by each other, mm-hmm. and so if you're not interested in that, and all you're doing is trying to check off a box because your whole life you've been taught, you know, you go to church. Yeah, you have kids yeah, and you yeah. go to church. Mm-hmm. You don't want your kids to grow up to be little hellions. Send them to church. It's just part of culture, especially here in the South. Yeah, I mean we've grown yeah. up with just. That's what One thing do. that I've noticed, some of the stuff that we say, especially in the South, I think it's it's true. I think it's probably more prevalent in the South. But it is also, uh, it's not just a South thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a nationwide thing, and probably even more so than that, to be honest. But but definitely in America, for sure, um, like you said, especially in the South, it's a cultural thing. That's why it's such a big deal for churches to have these magnificent children's programs. Right. We want to have these these huge children programs that, that draw in the kids. Now I'm not against children programs, right? Like I, I mean, uh, Wawana's, I grew up partly in Awana's RA. I did RAs. Um, uh, there's all kinds of things that, that I think, you know, teaching children at a young age to be faithful to God. That's, that's a wonderful thing. These are, these are good and great things. Nobody's trying to argue against them, but there again, what is your motivation? What is your motivation for the whole thing? Are you just checking off boxes? Is this just uh, almost a hobby or a chore for you to do? Or are you walking with Christ and living in such a way that you desire to be in church? And it goes further than just being in church. Why do you go to work? Why do you go Mm -hmm. to work? Are you going to work because... Uh, you need to make money so that you can get you something nice, like a house or a car mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, I'll be right honest. I'm saving up for a canoe. Ooh, yeah. So hopefully, I can get me a canoe, something I can. Now, now that there's a uh, a potential Mrs. Yeti in the picture, uh, I've lost my fishing buddy. So <laughs> I need I need a solo boat. <laughs> Well, you know, that's that's just the way it be. <laughs> so, a Bigfoot canoe, huh? Yeah, but Bigfoot canoe, man. Not, not no, <laughs> not no standard size. You you can't fit in no standard size well, look, anyway. That that's what I'm screaming about. That's the reason I'm not going for a kayak. Yeah, that's the honest. That's the honest truth. Oh, uh, you kai. With, 
a kayak, I'm like, oh, it says it can hold my weight, but I'm on that I'm on that borderline. I'm afraid I might tilt, you know. One of you would die, either you or the kayak. But somebody'd have to go. Well, and I can't afford one of these great big <laughs> I mean, they make kayaks for big guys like us. Yeah. And 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 fishing kayaks and they're really nice. And I I mean one I think is called like the big tuna or something like that. Yeah, that's right. I that's want right. it. I mean it it'd be nice. But, pretty bad. Yeah, but I can't afford it. I ain't, I ain't. Sunday ain't much that we can't afford, but praise God, we ain't gone hungry yet. No, that's true, and and I might be able to afford a canoe. <laughs> that's what I need to do too. I'm gonna put the Bigfoot Revival logo on the side of it, yeah. right? Big and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, I want to get a, I want to get a canoe for the glory of God. Why do I want a canoe? Um, to relax. Actually, that'll go into that. That's that's actually the example that uh that uh mr gus gave us so i'm mm-hmm. gonna hold back on that um but why why are we why do we share the gospel because the pastor stood up there on sunday and 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 uh tried to browbeat you to death you know uh made you feel right guilty about it mm-hmm. now my next Hardly. question is is it because the pastor stood up there and browbeat you or because he was preaching the word of god and the holy spirit started beating you with it is there a difference? Yeah, yeah. I've heard pastors who tried to play the role as the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. And, and so, uh, instead of just preaching the word and and and, and there's, the there's, there's yeah, and there's a good thing. I mean, use application. That's not what I'm saying. But but there's some pastors that you know they be done called. Now, Ralph, I know you out there, darling. You know, so. Man, <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> You going to tighten up, son? Yeah, Ralph. What Ralph. You, what you doing, man? <laughs> we just lost a real listener <laughs> named Ralph that we didn't know we had. <laughs> All right, so, you know, what? what's your motivation? Why are you doing it? Now, if God is truly Lord of Lord and King of Kings over your life, it should be, therefore, it should be, therefore, yeah, it should be therefore. Therefore, it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yoda talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> I done got confused with the Yoda talk thing. So it, we should go and do things for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it might be, it might feel like a chore. But what's the motivation behind it? Right. Right, it's the motivation because you feel like you have to to be a quote good or 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 you know a good Christian, or does it feel like a chore and yet you're still wanting to do it because you you want to bring glory to God? Sometimes, if you've been doing it for a while, you can get caught up and forget why you were doing it to begin with. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and we're talking about all these things that are going on, and and we had a we had a series back when we were doing the thirty and thirty to where we were saying this is warfare. This is warfare. We haven't forgotten that. We just have moved on from that terminology, um, but we still believe it. All this stuff is warfare. Yep. And the enemy is real. The enemy is out there. The enemy is is uh, you know they'll say they'll say you know like the um, uh, the devil is prince of the air, right? Prince of the air. Yep. Now I've heard some people say, well, that means anything that flows through the air is evil. You oh, know? Come on. Yeah. Um, but that being said, who, 
Who owns the atmosphere? I hear you, son. Them Chevrolets are so stupid. <laughs> I, I'm sorry if I offend any Chevrolet drivers, but uh, we got these guys around here that, that put these loud pipes on Chevrolets, and you'll see them, man. They're so loud, and they just gun it. That's what this dude just done. And he just creeps away. <laughs> I'm like, if I'm that loud, I want to have some speed to match. Oh, you better. I don't want to just be loud and obnoxious for the sake of being loud and obnoxious. But anyways, um, evidently some of these Chevrolet drivers are in, in this area anyway. Don't care. Hmm. Sounds like Democrats. Oh. That ain't right. Loud and obnoxious for the sake of it. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it is. All right. So everything that we do is for the glory of God. Everything that we do, we're we're being, we're, we're, we're fighting warfare. Mm -hmm. And so the enemy has a certain amount of control that God has allowed him to have. That's where I was going with that. God has allowed the enemy to have a certain amount of, uh, uh, permission to, to do certain things. Right. We, we hear, we understand that through the book of Job. That the enemy is allowed to do certain things, but he doesn't have absolute control. He has boundaries placed on him, and he cannot cross them. Yeah, no matter yeah. what he wants. And we have to remember that we're fighting on the behalf of Christ, on the behalf of the King, in everything that we do. Therefore, that's not to say that he needs us to go out and fight as fight his battles for him either though that he's no 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 no. he's chosen us to be the tools though yeah he's he's made us so i mean he could he could i mean it's like when he says i can make the rocks cry out Mm -hmm. right i mean he can do whatever he wants but he has chosen us to be yeah his instruments for this this mission that's edifying for us yeah yeah and so when we we see the world and it's falling apart Mm -hmm. we need to live lives that look like they're serving the king. Yeah. Not lives that look like they're serving us. Mm. And when we live lives that look like we're serving ourselves, we don't look any different than anybody else. Mm. And so mm. we can be really good people who go to church, and we can be really good people who who um, do this and that. And, and I have to be careful here because there's different people at different maturity levels. People are growing in Christ. There's some people who are still crawling around, maybe not even crawling around, talking about dad, dad. Yeah. Right. Still on the milk. Exactly. Exactly. And so uh, you don't expect someone who's on the milk to be as as mature and pushing forward like someone who's been, who, who's been saved for years mm-hmm. and has been faithful, and God's been maturing them and growing them. And... And you got some that's eating sandwiches, and then you got some that's more mature, and they're just munching on the steak, the yeah. meat of the word. That's right. That's right. So everybody's always at different levels. Yeah. The thing is, we should always be pushing for growth. Exactly. And and and, and what we're talking about today is should not be. We're hoping that it's not going to be taken as, you know, if you're at a at a certain place that you have to be doing it the exact same way that we're talking about or the exact same way that you see somebody else. You're in a different position. God's placed you in a place and time for you to bring glory to him where you're at. Mm-hmm. So that looks different than than, than us. Yeah. That's going to look different than your pastor. That's going to look different than than your parents. You know, it, It's going to look different no matter where you're at mm-hmm. and who you are. 
it, and even in so is as entwined as as Yeti and myself's life is, it looks different for him than it does me. Yeah. Now I thought that thing went on silent. Confound your hide. I think it's because it's hooked up to the thing. Yeah, probably. So, anyways, um, we that threw me off. Oh, and I was on a roll. What were we talking about? We're different. Yeah, we're different. And yet, uh, you know, our lives are entwined. You know, we we got a lot in common. We're we're a lot alike, and and we both serve the same church. We work we work in the same company. Uh, we both do this, but yet we play different roles. Yeah. And, and, and the way he brings glory to God is different than the way that I bring glory to God. And we're in different places in our lives as well too. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I have um, a wife and kids and, and I've got a family started and, and, you know, uh, Yeti is, is working on that and developing that. So the way he brings glory to God, isn't going to be the exact same way that I do. That's true for everybody. So I want you to keep that in mind. So whenever we pull out an example or an analogy or something like that, you don't just say, well, I can't do that. Yeah. Right. Or, well, not everybody can be like you type of thing because that's what happens. That's what happens. So we want to avoid that. God's placed you in a place and time to bring glory to God. Mm-hmm. to fight those battles, mm-hmm. to win that war. He's given you the tools to win that war. Now, let's start with the small things or the smaller things. First of all, no matter who you are, you ought to be winning the war of, through sin. Yeah. Not through sin, but the winning the war on sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ought to be winning the war on sin through Christ. Who was it that said, be killing sin or sin will be killing you? Owens, John Owens. John Owens, yeah. And so... There's so many of them Johns. I'm like, John Owens? John Bunyan. <laughs> that sounds right. John huh? Owens. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Put it to death. And I don't care how mature you get, new sins will come about. You think you've you conquered a sin, right. a new sin will come about. The, the enemy is not just going to let you walk around this world bringing glory to God without some form of resistance. Yeah, because repentance isn't just a one-time occurrence. It's a daily thing. And it's... it's Sometimes it's multiple times a day because sins keep creeping up. Well, and, and here again, I think part of the issue is we look at repentance as being something that we do once or twice, or like you said, multiple times a day. The truth is it's a lifestyle. Uh-huh. And what That's I mean right. by that is it's something that you do constantly. Yeah. So if you're if you're doing well and you're 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 walking with Christ today and Say you go through a whole day without sinning at all in your thoughts or anything. Well, you're repenting in that because you are living a life that brings glory to God and versus your old life, which would have been the opposite of that. And that's warfare. And that's warfare. Repenting is warfare. Or you're somebody fairly young in the faith. You're still stumbling a lot. You're still falling down. You're trying to learn to walk, but you're not there. And you're having to go to God multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. Hundred times a day, whatever it is, and say, "I'm uh, sorry, sorry, Lord, sorry, Lord," you know, and, and you're 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 genuinely putting forth the effort. You don't know how to lean on Christ exactly the best in the world yet, right? 
Christ is who takes your sin away. Mm-hmm. And we do not know how to lean on Jesus right? through a lot of this stuff. So part of it is learning how to lean on Christ. And, and that is something that when, it, when when it said, lean on Christ, you're like, well, okay, what does that look like? It's kind of difficult because it's not a physical, this is what I do. Right. It's not a three-point or three-step program. And so it, it's not it's not something that you just do in the sense of, uh, all right, let me raise my right hand. Let me put my, uh, uh, take my hat off. Let me say <laughs> these exact words, and now I've repented. That leads to legalism. Yeah. It's not... Let, it, it is it is a heart issue that happens, and, and let's be honest, it happens with pain mm-hmm. because you're struggling and you don't want to struggle, and you're saying, "God, just take this away from me," and then and then you're tempted still. Mm-hmm. But God, through the Holy Spirit, has put uh, you the ability to reject that sin. But have you? And that's a struggle that you deal with. Some sins are easier for some people. Some are harder. Some, you know, a sin that would be easy for me to reject may be hard for you and vice versa. Yep. And, but you'll notice that typically what happens, some people just drop the sin immediately. It's done. But typically what happens is you, you're you're struggling with a sin. You're dealing with it. You're, and one day you go, you know, I haven't done that all week. Uh-huh. I haven't done that today. I haven't done that this week. I've I heard several that. people use um, talk about sins like that, and the, the the two go-tos in my head are smoking, and for some people, cussing. I've heard some people yeah. just yeah. they they repented, they came to know Christ, and their language just changed. Yeah. Other yeah. people, that's a process. It's a struggle. Yeah. Same with smoking. Some people come to Christ. God took the, the taste of cigarettes out of their mouth. They threw them away. And never wanted another yeah. one. Others, it's. I don't want to do this, but I'm kind of getting urged for a smoke right now. And I'll say this. Both are acts of God. Right. God's If God chooses to take it away like that, uh-huh. or if God chooses to take it away through you struggling through that sin. So you struggling through the and being tempted by that sin can still is God putting you through a trial. Uh-huh. The temptation is to get out of that trial by by doing the sin. Mm. And yeah. so you're being in the trial. The devil uses those trials to tempt you. Don't fall for the trial. I mean, don't fall for the temptation. But go through the trial, as James says, with joy. Yeah. In other words, you can be tempted. God has allowed it so that we can be tempted and yet not stumble. We, everybody who walks with Christ has that ability. Everyone who is saved by the grace of God has that ability not to sin. That's simple enough. Well, it sounds like it, right? It is simple. It's uh, not but, but easy. It's not easy. Yeah. Now, that, we've, we've come up with that for a handful of things when we're talking about is, this. That's been a big life lesson for me. Just everything that is simple ain't easy. Ain't easy. Just, yeah. But yeah. But it is simple. It's kind of like this. I think a good example of that would be uh, go pick up that 1,000-pound weight. Oh, that's all I have to do? Yeah. Well, that's simple. That's simple, right? All you have to do is pick up that 1,000-pound weight uh, uh, and you have a million dollars. You'll be like, well, that's simple. But it ain't easy. 
think that's how our days get drug out sometimes. We'll be like, all we have to do is this, this, and this today. Well, that's simple enough. <laughs> no, it ain't easy. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't easy. Being Sasquatch easy. Cheesy. I don't know. So <laughs> close, but no. So in 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 what we do, we have to be having warfare against the enemy. We have to be striving for the glory of God. We have to be doing these things. The reason is the world will not change unless we are salt and light. Ooh. The world uses us. God uses us, not not the world, excuse me. God uses us in the world mm-hmm. as salt light to change the world. The Reformation has been felt through the world to this moment because a group of men came together and said, we want to do what the Bible says. And that left shock waves and, 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 and we're starting to lose that now. Right. So like the ripples are still going out, but we're in a place where the, the pond has calmed back down, Uh but there's still ripples moving out. Yeah. And so we see that in places like China and, and, uh, South America and places like that. Mm-hmm. To where their Christian nation, I mean, they're in the Christian nation. The nations, the Christians in those nations are expanding. Yeah. And and we Which don't awesome. want, yeah. Now, as Christians in this nation, we don't want to lose what we have. And so what needs to happen? Well, as Christians, let's start with ourselves. We need to repent. Mm. We need to repent. We can't sit there and go, that Joe Biden, that Donald Trump, that so-and-so, and blah, blah, blah. Nancy Pelosi, what's what's the one that looks like a turtle? Um, He's the Republican guy. Oh, I forgot his name. McConnell, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Mitch McConnell, you know, we, we can't just sit there and start blaming all these other people. We can't just blame the, the, the politics. Um, but that's when, easy. That's easy, right? We have to repent as Christians. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in your life to affect change? So the Lord gave us the command to go out and make disciples of all nations. He's also given us... Let let, let, let me do a quick clarification on that as well. The Lord has said, said go forth into the world and what? Make disciples of all nations. Uh-huh. Not have them say a prayer. Right. Not right. have them say, uh, oh, yeah, we're saved. We're saved. I think that's why we're in the mess we're in now. Because Here's we, the King we, James Bible. We'll see you Sunday. Well, I think Here's, I think what we've done as a nation has, has turned Christianity into a walk and discipleship making with, with Christ to uh, salvation only. Right. Exactly. So as long as you said exactly. that you're saved, we're happy. We're yep. not worried about how you live. We're not worried about this. We're just interested in seeing you saved so that this is part of what we have to repent of so that we can put you on the church roll, so that you can count, so that we can say we got a baptism, so we can and we can show off our numbers. We've got legalistic over it. Um we have to repent. There you go. And another thing that he told us to do was to go forth and take dominion over the world. Go forth, multiply, yeah. take them. Those are two commands that he's given us. Yeah. The shape that the world's in, 
I'm going to be so bold to say is our response. Go forth and multiply. Yeah. And, and, and I know people and, probably tired of hearing me talk about making babies, but part that's, of, that's part of the disciples, discipleship, part of yes. taking dominion comes through children. That's where it starts. It starts in your own home. You say, Amen. I don't know nobody to disciple. I don't know anybody to disciple if I want to be speaking properly. <laughs> we don't speak proper <laughs> English sure on this show. But yeah, it starts in your own household. If you got, If you don't have any kids... To be sure, you know somebody does. I've got a to niece. Be. And to be. i got nieces and nephews that are little terrorists that need yeah. to know Jesus. Yeah. They, they look at me for that as well as their mom and daddy. Let, let, let's make this clear, right? So um, my kids are being taught to the glory of God in my house. Mm-hmm. When they go to Uncle Yeti's house, guess what? He's going to reinforce that. He's going to continue that. He's going to be able to expand that in ways that the parents can't. That's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, children seem to learn from other adults better than sometimes their parents. And it's about like anything. Situations. A prophet has no, 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 no respect uh, in his home. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of that whole thing. So, yeah, mom and daddy say this all the time, but uh, I'm tired of hearing it from. Oh, but Uncle Yeti says it. Oh, okay. Now it makes sense. <laughs> Funny how that <laughs> right. works. Yeah, and, and and say, wait, well, I don't really live near any of my. Find somebody in your church who has kids, man. Be a part of their lives, not in a creepy pedophilia way, but <laughs> I mean, but be but, serving your church. Yes, in, in any way that you're serving the church, you can implement discipleship. How many times that? if they said, hey? We need someone to do this in the church. A lot of times it has to do with kids. Um, and we go, no, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not called to that. No, no, I'm not. You're called to serve, son. Right. Do it. If you are doing everything that you can do and you're making disciples and you're looking for more opportunities, be praying for them. And like Sasquatch just said, don't shut them down. Anything, no matter how minuscule it may seem, yeah. is an area that needs to be taken care of. I guarantee you there are places in your church that need servants that you can fill in that spot somewhere. I guarantee you that. This And we do this a lot, right? Same thing we do with salvation. I'll start with the salvation one. We say, Dear Heavenly Father, please give me a opportunity to share the gospel to someone today. Okay. Well, that guy just walked by. So did that guy. That girl just walked by. So did that one. Look, look, look at all these people walking by. Well, that's really not the opportunity. What are we praying for? We're praying that God sends somebody to us that we can sit there and, and they'll say, hey, mister, can you tell me about how to come to salvation through Jesus Christ? <laughs> well, I sure can. You know, That's what we're really looking for when we make prayers like that. I think that's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> like old Bill Ball. here's your sign. <laughs> It's kind of the same way when we're talking about serving. People say, "I just, I wish I had a place to serve." Well, no, what you're saying is you wish you had a place to serve that suited every aspect of what you want. Ooh, ouch! Yeah, because there are places to serve. Mow, mow the grass. Mm-hmm. Can you mow grass? Mow the grass. Does that need piece of trash needs to be picked up? Pick it up. Toilets need to be scrubbed. Scrub them. If you're a single guy, I don't suggest doing nursery, Mm-mm. right? I, I don't suggest. I mean, there there has to be certain protections put up. But that being said, elderly. What about elderly? Yeah, there's yeah. always room for them. What, what, what or to serve them? Yeah, 
well, there, there are places, there are needs in your church. And you really, well, nobody's asked me to do any of that. They don't have to. They don't have to. If you see a need in the church, uh, we have to we have to be striving to do these things. Yeti was put putting out there, and, and I've kind of diverted it, so I'm sorry, but uh, Yeti was making the point of starting your home. Absolutely. Have kids if you're married. Right? Mm-hmm. Take them. Preach them the gospel. Have family worship. Read the Bible. Sing songs. One of the best things you can do for your kids is just sing Christian music around them. Yeah. And there's so many that are, that, um, there's good resources of Christian music for kids that is scripture to music. Yeah. Where you're singing these songs and it is teaching your kids scripture. It's but seeds worship is is a big one. Family worship. So there's two, there's two aspects about that too, right? Not only are you singing music and kids love to sing, it's the scripture you're learning. So that, that works in twofold. Mm. Right. Also, don't walk and talk one way at church and in public and then be someone different in your home. Yeah. Be the same man or woman no matter where you're at. You should not have to uh, be worried about if somebody found this out. Hmm. You should be living a life that is consistent across the board because most children who reject Christianity, who grew up in Christian homes, primarily reject it because their daddy or mother did not live the faith out in the home. Right. They looked great on the outside, but their parents did not live the faith out in the home. Live your faith everywhere. Not just where it's convenient, not just where there's peer pressure, but everywhere. You you don't you don't get to let your hair down when it comes to God. Yeah, that's why James calls a double-minded man unstable, unstable in, in all, all his, his ways. ways. Amen, amen. So you raise your family, you serve in the church, you live a life to where. Everything that you do is designed to bring glory to God. Mm. That takes intentionality. You have to be intentional about it. Intentional. Intentional, yeah. I'm sitting there going, that didn't sound right. (laughs) Am I saying real words right now? (laughs) Straight up George Bushing. (laughs) (laughs) But you have to be intentional. Have to put forth the work. There again, the Bible did not say that life should or would be easy for you. Never once. He says, God says, Jesus says, that it's going to be tough. People are going to hate you for his sake. Mm -hmm. They're going to hate you. Jesus says that people are going to abuse you. History shows that Jesus was right. Yeah. Just because we live in a time and day now to where uh, God has done a lot of work in our culture does not mean the enemy is not there trying to tear it down piece by piece. Mm-hmm. You look at Israel. Israel be walking with Christ, then they're not. Then they get taken over by some 
uh, other country like mm-hmm. Babylon or or uh, Rome or actually well, anyways, but they get they get conquered, right? They get conquered. They repent. They go back to Christ. Things look good. They get cocky. They quit needing Jesus. I mean, needing Jesus, needing God, mm-hmm. and they get conquered. And so, if your church or your home or your whatever is not, yeah, let, let's say church and home. If the church and the home are not dependent on Christ, and they are not serving Christ, your nation will not either, and it will be conquered. Mm. It will be conquered. Now, I'm not necessarily saying uh, like China will conquer us, which looks like a possibility, to be honest. It could. But sin, yeah, sin has already conquered our nation. You want to see it change, you've got to live a lifestyle. You can't be afraid of sticking out like a sore thumb. You can't be afraid of the world not liking you. The world's not going to like you. Surprise! The world's not going to like you. It, it, it's just not. It's not funny. <laughs> it is whenever <laughs> you see your arms flailing. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! Well, I mean, that's the way we act. Yeah, we act like it the is. world is, uh, you know, like. And Christ like, tells us that we shouldn't be surprised because if the world hated him, surely it's going to hate us. Amen. Love him. Amen. And, and and we it this isn't just a Tim Keller, well known writer and pastor and that kind of thing. Uh uh JD Greer, the, the leader of the Southern Baptist Seminary. I mean the Southern Baptist Seminary, Southern Baptist Convention. Um uh what's his face? Um tall, skinny, lanky, had brain cancer. Chandler. Chandler. Hates white people. Uh, mm. <laughs> um um these guys are afraid of what the world thinks of them. They're, they're, they are so concerned about winning souls to Christ that they're willing to abandon Christ so that the world will like them enough to accept him. Yep. That makes no sense. None. You can't abandon Christ so that the world will like you enough so that you can... Uh, 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 so that people like you enough, the world will like you enough that they'll come to know him. Well, that's what we were talking about the other day. You said they've put the priority of the great commission above everything else. That yeah. They've forgotten Christ in it. And yeah. Then I Which said, you know, cancels. It, it's no longer the great commission Amen. at that point. Amen. You're serving yourself. Exactly. And exactly. I, and uh, it's like they're so deep in the woods that they can't see the forest for the trees. Well, it, it happens like this. You know, you, you grow up in this Christian mentality you grow up with in this kind of thing and and but you have fear of man issues you have you want the world to like you so you have found a way to try to balance both your religiosity and your fear of man yeah and they use the great commission to do that which there again once you do that you've 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 null and voided the great commission it's not the great commission any longer and jesus even said to that he came to divide, 
Yeah. There's there's going to be some that just do not respond to it, and some that are just going to respond negatively. Do me a favor. Look up this Bible verse, because I'm not entirely sure where it's at, and I'm, I'm not sure if I can give you enough information about it. But basically, it, it talks about um, Christians being deceived by false pre- pastors and preachers, false doctrines. So while he's looking that up... Um, I always, I, I'd, I'd hear about verses that talked about Christians falling for false teachers and Christians falling for false doctrines. And I remember thinking, how? How do Christians fall? It, it was always confusing to me. But I'm telling you, I have seen it over and over again. Some of the guys who I just mentioned, I would not say that they're not saved. I will say that they are Christians who have fallen prey to false teachers and false doctrines. And then they start to teach that false doctrine and, and become false teachers in their own right. Now, I think there are a lot of false teachers who are just, they're not Christian, period. But some of these guys who are falling for the, the social justice stuff, the, the critical race theory stuff, there's a good chance they're Christian. But they have believed the lies of the world because they have not found themselves solid enough in the Scripture. And you can say, well, they, they they probably know the Bible better than you. They probably do know chapter and verse better than I do. But they have not allowed it to take root in their heart and change that aspect of who they are. They haven't. And, and, and it's sad. And it, it's heartbreaking for me because I grew up watching these guys and I've matured a lot under a lot of these guys. But now I find myself on the, on the as Vody calls it, the fault line. I find myself on the other side of the fault. And and I find myself having to preach against them uh, and, and saying, we can't be afraid of man. We have to preach the gospel. So uh, if the opportunity comes up to preach the gospel at work, what do you do? You preach the gospel. Well, what if I get fired? You find another job. What if, what uh, you know, my kids are learning evolution, abortion. They're learning uh, uh, all this other stuff that that is anti-biblical. They're learning just in their, just in their, I, when I was in school, I mean, you were taught not to go to the your parents or pastor for help, that you had a school counselor for that type of stuff. And, and you had all these, you know, that being said, what do you do? You find something else for your kids. Mm-hmm. You, you, they're being brainwashed. You have to be able to push. Now, there again, it may be what you have to do is sit down with them day after day after day after day and say, what what what, what happened at school? What happened at school? Talk to me. Everything. From what you learned from, from the teachers to to uh to what the kids have said and all that kind of stuff so that you can combat it with a Christian worldview with a with a Christ-like mentality. Did you find it? Well, surprisingly enough that there are several verses yeah, yeah, on yeah. that subject. So, I got 
a couple that go along good, right. actually. You got Colossians chapter 2, verse 8 that says, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition. Tell me that's not happening in the church right now. Yeah, exactly. According to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. Then you've got... I used to hear that verse and think, how can that happen? Uh-huh. How can it? If yep, you're a Christian, here. God has given you truth. But I see it. Yeah, more I see it. and more and more. And I, and I don't, you know, I know somebody right now who who we're fairly close to, and I, I in my brain I'm going, have you fallen for faults, for bad ideas as a Christian? Because I believe you're a Christian. And most of your doctrine is really good, and I think that you have a the 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 want and 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 drive to to share the gospel and everything. But there's this aspect of you that I think you've fallen for for uh, bad philosophies, mm-hmm. and, and and so, um, yeah, I mean it, it just it is what it is, and and we try to give them the truth, and and. Uh, most of us have probably at some point fallen for some kind of bad philosophy. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, then you get the people that are listening that start following this stuff. You go to Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. For the time is coming. We're seeing yeah. it. For the time is coming when people will not endure. This is now, by the way. Yeah. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Amen. Amen. And we're seeing a lot of people that um, that were Christians, that had influence, that weren't Who are Christians. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. That they're not leaders, per se, but they do have influence, like, yeah. Le- like Lecrae. Yeah. And they're falling away into this. Thing. Uh-huh. Yep. So and and for us, a lot of that looks like um, critical race theory, socialism. Um, that's what the church is kind of dealing with right now. But in your own personal life, I mean, you you how about that ultra Americanism to where like Christ Christ, Christ like Christ is tied into the church, right? Mm-hmm. There's that guy over there in Dallas. Oh, I can't remember his name, but anyways. You know, he's having politicians come over and preach sermons and talk to, I don't know if it's preaching sermons, but it's Sunday morning and they're over there having, you know, uh, giving speeches and stuff, right? Wow. And they do the American, you know, it's it's American flag everywhere and it's, you know, to where we're worshiping the country over, over Christ. That's another bad philosophy. That on the surface looks like it's the opposite of of the socialism and everything. Yeah. But in reality, it's the exact same thing. Hmm. It's a philosophy that draws you away from Christ. Draws you to Americanism. Yeah. Right? Just like the other one draws you to socialism. One says America is the greatest thing in the world. And, and they, they really do that, 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 that America is the savior somehow. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you have social, the, the other end where there's social and critical race theory and everything where they're distracting you from Jesus and the, the savior is socialism. Right. So you got one that says Americanism uh, is the savior and you got the other one that says socialism is the savior. Neither of them believe that Christ is powerful enough to do this. That Christ is powerful enough to change the world. 
And instead of following his direction and following what the Bible says about uh, uh, moving along, they follow these systems of the world because they feel like that the systems of the world have more power than Christ. That's the problem. That's the problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. You cannot put your faith in something other than Christ and think that it's what's going to solve the issues. Yeah. It, it ain't. It's going to wind up in, in, in miserable failure. And, and, and like I said, the, the Americanism thing and the socialism thing, churches have adopted both of them. Those churches are wrong. Mm-hmm. They're really pointing to another savior other than Christ. Um, and, and, and I would even, I, I'd go as far to say that the, the socialism one and critical race theory and all that is worse because there's no forgiveness in any of that right, right. at all. But ultimately both of them just lead you away from Jesus. They lead you away from Jesus. You can't be led away from Christ and expect your church to flourish in a way that's going to bring glory mm. to God. Mm. And if your church isn't living, a, I mean, if your church isn't doing things that bring glory to God, if your church isn't focused on Christ, your church isn't going to do anything for Christ in the world. Sure ain't. So both sides, socialist and Americanism, um, both sides of that argument want to see the world change for the better. Both have said that something other than Jesus is the answer. And it's not. It's not. It's just not. You have to be faithful to Christ. He hasn't given us the tools of the world. They're using the tools of the world. Christ has given us prayer, scripture, faithfulness, the ability to uh, to, to withhold all kinds of persecution. God has given us tools that will change the face of the world, primarily himself through Christ. God's created the world. It belongs to him. Amen. Sins entered and defiled it, but how it operates is how God has designed it. Amen. Why would we think that anything else other than following Jesus would be the answer? Because we're dumb. <laughs> yeah. We are. I, I mean, I mean, I don't mean That's... that to be ugly, but we, we are incredibly dumb as a people, man. Um, here God is, gives us the answer. As Christians especially, as people who claim to know Jesus, we especially should be able to say, here's the answer. It is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Here's what Jesus is, his own, his own words written down. We call it the Bible. We have that. We're hard-headed. We don't need no book of Enoch. We don't need no book of Mormon. We don't need no book of this or book of that. We have the word of God. Yeah. And, and 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 if your books are not in line with scripture, then they're useless. Absolutely. And look, I've even read pagan books that were more in line with Christian books than some Christian books. I mean, more in line with Bible than some Christian books. Really? Yeah, like Extreme Ownership uh-huh. by Jocko gotcha, Willis. Gotcha, that gotcha. book there, I mean, I could every principle that he has, I could go back to Scripture and find the principle and lay it out. Maybe not every. Maybe I should rephrase that and be careful about how I say things. But, yeah. but for the most part, definitely the majority, easy. 
I could lay out in scripture and, and make scriptural arguments for every single thing that principle or point that he makes in that book versus, um, uh, the shack mm. versus your Christian. best life now versus arguably versus, um, the purpose driven life. You're talking about all the books on the Christian section at Walmart, man. They don't count. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, they're the ones that sell. Yeah. They're the ones that sell. But there are great Christian books. I mean, you can look at uh, the Gospel According to Jesus or Paul or any of the MacArthur, uh, R.C. Sproul books. Um, One that I've just recently started, The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul. Okay. I've read that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. You also have... Um, um, uh, C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. You have uh, uh, there. There are there are a ton of Christian books out there that are really good, really good, and and we can use those to to help us understand the Bible better. Mm-hmm. To to um to understand our relationship with God better. But they, those books are based on what the Scripture says. And they're pulling the things that they're teaching in them from Scripture. Yes. I mean, they're loaded with it. Yes. and so They're not a substitute for Scripture. They're not a substitute for Scripture. But they can help in assisting yeah. you with understanding Scripture. All these other things. I mean, and, and people have been wanting to do this since since the beginning, since before Christianity. Um, but you have like the, the um, Apocrypha, oh, not Apocrypha, um, oh, shoot. Anyways, you have the like um, the books written by the Gnostics, the Gnostic books. There we go, the Gnostic books. You have those. You have all kinds of books that that want to add to the Bible and 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 be substitutes for the Bible. No, we have the Bible. There are books that that can come along beside the Bible. There are not books who can replace the Bible. There are not books that can be added to the Bible. We have Scripture. God's given us His Word, and it is sufficient. And it is sufficient. Therefore, we don't need critical race theory and intersectionality to understand the Bible. We don't need the Book of Mormon. We don't need all these other things. What we need is Scripture and Christ. And there again, I'm not trying to say like uh, we stand... I mean, I, I love I love Charles Spurgeon, but what Charles Spurgeon's books were were on the Bible. Uh huh. They didn't try to add to the Bible. They didn't try to uh, change the Bible. They were on the Bible, uh, faithful to the Bible. All these guys, there there are books that do that, and I'm not trying to make it sound like you know the only book I ever read is the Bible. That's not what I'm trying to say because there are a lot of good books to help us understand the Bible better. But we don't want to be reading books that will try to add to the scripture mm-hmm. and philosophies that try to add to the scripture to bring right. it back. We're not trying to add to those things. We don't want to just keep on and on and on because now you're saying that God's word is not sufficient. Mm. And that's, that's right. the issue. That's the issue. We say God's word is sufficient. Uh, critical race theory does not. Americanism does not. Mormonism does not. Jehovah Witnessism does not. Catholicism does not. 
Anything that says that you need something other than Christ does not. We are saved by faith alone through Jesus for his glory. Mm. And Absolutely. so we have to live lives that, that reflect that. So my challenge is for y'all who are listening to this, is your life reflecting the fact that Christ has radically changed you and that you are a faithful servant of his? Or does your life reflect the fact that you live for yourself? Does your life look like one that is of sacrifice and service? Or does your life look like one of selfishness and self-indulgence? Does your life look like you're dependent on Christ or the government? Does your life look like your 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 life is dependent on Christ or your family? What are you leaning on to get by every day? Those beautiful children that you see every day? Or Christ? God's given us these beautiful children to enjoy and to raise and to 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 make his. But they are an awful substitute. They are an awful substitute. Your job is meant to bring glory to God, and you can bring glory to God, and you can be a wonderful worker, and you can see people come to know Jesus because of your work work ethic. But if that job ever tries to substitute Christ, it's a good, wonderful thing to have a job and to make money. But if that thing ever gets in the place of Christ, Mm -hmm. it's going to be miserable for you. It makes a horrible slave master. A horrible slave master. There's a lot of good, great things out there. But if you allow them that God has given us Let's go back to food. We talked about glory and eating for God's glory. Yeah. Right? We can eat and enjoy food for God's glory. But when it becomes our God, we become gluttons. And it becomes a horrible taskmaster because then we're always trying to eat good food and we're always trying, and then we get fatter and fatter and fatter and to the point where we're, we're immobile. Right. God's given us these things for his glory to enjoy. He's given us fishing and hunting and and and, and our kids and, and all these other things uh-huh. for his glory, for, for our enjoyment even. But if they ever become your God, which most of us would not want to admit that a lot of these things have become our gods, they make horrible taskmasters. Masters. And you will suffer. Your family will suffer. Everything will suffer. Mm. But you follow Christ and you will suffer for the glory of God. What else can you say? <laughs> what else can you say to that? I just I just dead eyed him. <laughs> he didn't know. I'm gonna look at you. <laughs> All right. So 
I hope that was clear. Uh, I, I think me and Yeti definitely had a a a train of, or a, a a message there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I hope it was clear to you as we kind of discussed it and 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 kind of worked it out between us two. So, uh, Yeti, yes, sir. Where can they find us? Well, I'm glad you asked. You can find us on the interwebs by going to BigfootRevival.com. Whenever you head over there, we've got a little bit of a different layout, but you can find access to all of our old podcasts. You can find blogs. You can uh, look at our gallery with some of the pics that we've taken along the way and some videos. We've also got a brand new search bar up there, so you can search for old podcasts instead of scrolling through all of them. Is that right? And blogs as well, so... Head on over there. Uh, you can also find links to all of our social media sites as well as uh, our email address, which is bigfootrevival at gmail.com. And remember, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of love, power, love, and sound judgment. Yo, Yeti. What up? We out, son. Deuces.